This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. A worrying new trend is emerging in the UK, one where women are eating less to drink alcohol. It's dubbed drunkorexia, and women aren't aware of the long-term health impacts this can have. Joining me now to discuss this further is nutritionist Fiona Hunter. Hi, Fiona. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. So what is the motivation and thinking behind eating less to drink alcohol? Well, it's all about calories and not wanting to put on weight. So for a long time, I think many of us were oblivious to how many calories there were in, for instance, a glass of wine. But recently, as we've become more aware of the importance of managing our weight, people have started saying, well, it's not just what you eat, it's what you drink as well. And alcohol has a lot of calories. So women are compensating for the calories in booze by skipping meals as a way of managing their weight. So it's a form of dieting to lose weight and avoid calories, but still be able to drink. You know, I, for one, don't necessarily associate drinking with weight gain, like you were saying. So is the awareness of exactly how many calories there are in alcohol being made? Are there warnings on labels or that sort of information? The information isn't there on the label yet. We may well see that in um, in a couple of years' time. But certainly health educators are, are trying to make people aware of the, of the calories. So a bottle of wine, for instance, can, which, you know, for, for some people is not a lot to drink of an evening, is about six or seven hundred calories. That can be the set. That's the same as a burger. Wow. You know, so people are sitting down having a meal, maybe having six or seven hundred calories and then having the same in drink. That's really surprising because people just don't associate a glass of wine is just something to, to accompany your food. People don't think that it will have lots of calories. But there are some long-term dangers with the, the drunkorexic behaviour, aren't there? Well, it's never a good idea to swap food for for alcohol because um, there's a real danger that you're at an increased risk of nutritional deficiencies. So aside from the risk of drinking too much, which is well documented, we know that if you're swapping food, which hopefully comes packaged with a lot of good nutrition in the way of vitamins and minerals and fibre and protein for um, calories in booze, which is nutritionally deplete, so it doesn't bring a lot of other good stuff to the diet, then there's this risk that you're going to run into nutritional deficiencies. We know a lot of women in the UK already struggle to meet the recommended targets for some key nutrients like some of the B vitamins, like zinc, like iron, for instance. So if they're restricting their food even further so that they can drink, then there's a greater risk. What are some of the long-term health issues associated with drinking? There's very good evidence that drinking large quantities of alcohol um, will increase the risk of serious medical problems. So breast cancer, liver disease. And the problem is as women get older, they become more sensitive to the effects of alcohol. But even you know, if we choose to ignore those long-term risks, on a day-to-day basis, drinking can, it can sap your energy levels. When I've spoken to people who have cut back on alcohol, one of the things that they comment on is how much more energy they have 
They're not falling asleep in front of the television at night. They feel a little bit more energised the next day if they're not waking up with a bit of a fuzzy head. So there are short-term benefits as well as the well-documented long-term benefits. So what did this survey into drunkorexic behaviour reveal about women's attitudes to their long-term health if they reduced their alcohol intake? Yes, it's surprising. Only 23% of women in the survey felt that their health would improve if they if they cut back on drinking. Now, it's interesting because I think while we're all well aware of the dangers of drinking too much, and it's well documented in terms of the effect that it would have on our liver and uh, and other diseases that it's linked with, we always think that we're going to be the one that can get away with it. So those risks apply to other people, not not to us. Yes. Is it just women that are choosing to adopt this behaviour? This survey focused on women and one in 20 women uh, admitted to drunkorexia. And the reason we focused on women here was because they're much more, um, they tend to be much more aware of calories and and weight. Um, So that's why the focus was, you know, was on women. But I'm sure it happens amongst men as well. So there is a much healthier way of going about reducing your alcohol intake to avoid weight gain. It's the diet. Tell us more about this. Right. Well, the campaign revolves around this word diet, which is drinking diet. And the key is reducing your your alcohol. And what we're asking people to do is not to cut out alcohol completely because all or nothing behaviour, whether you're talking about cutting out chocolate or cutting out alcohol or anything else, is very rarely successful in the long term because people just slip back into their old habits. And I see it a lot with dry January, which is a good thing to do. However, once January is over, people tend to slip back into their old drinking habits. So what we're asking people to do is to just to take a little audit of, of what they're drinking, how much, how often, and think about cutting down, not cutting out. So they stay within the, the Department of Health guidelines, which is no more than 14 units of alcohol a week, spread over three or more um, days. So what they need is a couple of alcohol-free days a week. Now, we know for many women... The pattern of drinking changes, you know, um, when we're younger, it's it's quite common to go out and on maybe a Saturday night and a Friday night and do a bit of binge drinking, which I'm not advocating. It's not a good idea. But as you get older, people tend to drink more in their own home and they might open a bottle of wine every night. That's a habit. So it's that habitual drinking that is also a worry. Now, the government guidelines that you referred to, they constantly change and I think people seem a little bit cynical about them sometimes. It's hard to be studious, read the labels, take all that information in. People just want to enjoy their alcohol. What what advice would you give to people if they're a bit confused by the guidelines? Well, that's the beauty of this campaign. We're not asking people to to never drink again. We're just saying drink responsibly, see whether you can where you can cut down, have a couple of alcohol-free days. And I think that if to cut down on alcohol, it's also important to ensure that the calories you do take in place are healthy calories that you don't just replace it with poor diet choices. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to health, we should look at our body from a holistic point of view. So, you know, it's not just about diet. Diet is important. And obviously, I believe that 100% because I'm a, a dietitian and nutritionist. But 
also, you know, we need to bear in mind that it's a jigsaw puzzle and diet is only one bit of that jigsaw puzzle. So we need to make sure we're exercising or we remain active, that we're not drinking too much, that we know how to relax and spot the signs of stress and things like that. So it's think of it as a jigsaw puzzle. And there is a website which gives people more information on how they can do it, lots of tips. And the website is www.dryat.co.uk. Well, let's hope that people drink alcohol responsibly, don't use it as a substitute for food, and realise that the idea of drunkorexia is not a wise decision. Nutritionist Fiona Hunter, thank you so much for speaking with me today at Insight Radio. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.